This content contains podcast. This adult. This, this adult contains, contains podcast content. content. <laughs> adult content, be advised. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to... Hang on. <clears throat> <laughs> Hi Meg. Hi Laura. Hi, Hi Meg. Elsie. Hi Laura. Oh. Hi. Hello. Hang on. <laughs> Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Hitler. Hello. Hi Hitlering you and Hi Hitlering the boy and Hi Hitlering Freddie Finkel. Is what is from this? Jojo Rabbit? I thought best, it was best movie ever. I'm Elsie. I'm Meg. I'm Laura. And we are. Thoughts TV. TV. Thanks. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna do a joke answer to that, but Elsie's already so annoyed that we've been pissing around. <laughs> Did you have a joke in your head? No. I don't know. <laughs> you were just gonna hail Hitler again. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I probably was. Gonna we are the yet. Hitler youth. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're talking about Clifford the Big Red Dog today. Yep. Yay. One that is one big dog. Hi, my name is Emily Elizabeth. And this is Clifford, my big red dog. Clifford needed Emily, so she chose him for her own. And her love made Clifford grow so big that the Howards had to leave their home. Clifford's the best friend anyone could know. He's the greatest dog ever. I really think so. Clifford's so loyal. He's there when you call. I love Clifford, the big red dog. So they packed up a family car, and the Howards left the city. They moved to Birdwell Island, and their many friends. There to greet Clifford and Emily. Clifford's so much fun, he's a friend to us all. I love Clifford, the big red dog. Fucking massive, isn't he? Can you imagine the waist from a dog that size? Huge. Oh my god, the doggy bags you'd need. Right? You'd, like, you'd need definitely more than one bin. You'd, you need a skip just for yeah. his poop. They'd be 50 litre bin bags. Yeah. They wouldn't be doggy you, bags. You'd need to live near a farm specifically just so they could take the weight. They don't need to get fertilizer from anywhere he else. Should be, just this dog. He should be roaming the moors. He shouldn't... <laughs> You, you, you can't have a dog and like that and also live in a town. Well, well clearly they couldn't have yeah. a dog and live in a flat. It's a whole intro. But they, the town, still not big enough. You need a farm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the intro explains all this. But can you imagine how good that dog would be at herding sheep? Wow. Buy a farm. <laughs> Buy a farm. I, I One of my primary questions for this show is what do the parents do? Like their jobs? Yeah. Well, something interesting about the adults in the show is that they all kind of do everything it's like so they move to an island and it's a very close-knit community and you often see them all is this two close-knit island communities in a row row, yeah Yeah. this is also our first cartoon oh is it yeah we've only done one animated thing before and that was pingo and it was was stop stop motion motion. so oh great this is the first like 
flat animation. With wild. It is. It is. I've no, I believe you. Know, you. I'm just, it's just wild. Well, I'm going to do a proper little intro. Clifford the Big Red Dog is an American children's book series about the adventures of a precocious girl named Emily is. Elizabeth Emily? <laughs> Emily Elizabeth. Emily Elizabeth. Thank you. And her titular pet, a giant red-furred dog named Clifford. It was first published in... Guess when it was first published? 1927. 1927. Did you say 27? The same year as television. Oh, nice knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it was first published in 1963, Meg Wins and was written by Norman Bridwell. Clifford is Scholastic's official mascot. Did you know Aww. that? Yeah, I knew the Norman Bridwell because it says it in every episode. Yeah. yeah. That's a very PBS thing. Yeah. So, because Arthur is PBS as well, and I didn't make the connection until I was watching Clifford yesterday that both Arthur and Clifford start off zooming in on a book opening yeah and yeah. it's saying in comic sans based on the book series by yeah because the scholastic book series by yeah 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 because yeah. scholastic is a company that distributes equipment to schools but yeah. also is about like book publisher but they're a book publisher yeah, yeah. yeah and they're all about getting kids to read because yeah. you, you remember the scholastic book fairs right i mm-hmm. i was so convinced that was a british company scholastic yeah because well, I it guess... feels it feels like socialized. <laughs> sure, I mean we had them in our schools. So. I absolutely fucking loved the book fair. I loved it. Oh, I'm... what a memory! So good. Everything just felt like it was made for you. Yeah, like in school there would be a pop up bookshop for a week where you could just go. It was like, amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> but it's also like if you're a kid that doesn't have money. What do you yeah. do then? Did, like, I remember, what, didn't you get like in cereals and stuff for like ages before the book fair? Wasn't there like coupons and stuff that you could collect? Yes, but I feel like those book fairs should have been conducted differently where you got like a certain amount of tokens or something. Yeah, I was rare. I was such a big reader as a child that I was rarely asked about the book fairs. Weird, because you'd think someone who reads a lot would want to go to the book fairs, but I wanted to go to a bookshop. Right. So when they, yeah. when they were like, oh, come look at the, this, these 50 books you could have, um, there were so few places in my school where you could set up a sizable book fair that it wasn't that big. I don't know if that's the reason why it was only small or if like, I don't know. But um, I, I loved reading so much. I had, I had so many books or I, I had a library card. Like mm. the books that they put in the book fair. Skewed younger. Skewed younger that's and were true, way yeah. below my reading ability. Yeah. And I wasn't in, really interested in any of that. I remember going once and finding a book that I wanted. But I would go, I would look around, and I'd be like, this is shit, take me to Waterstones. Like, yeah. I was there for the stationery. Mine didn't have stationery. We didn't have stationery either. Well, my school was shaped like a T, so where the two lines met, the intersection, um, had a space that could be set up for, like, there were no cloakrooms there, the library was just, like, on one side, and then the hall was opposite. And in that hallway, there was room for... A good few number of those, you know, those like big metal things that the books came in Mm. that became shelves. Um, It enough for a good amount of those. It did skew mostly younger, but they had older books because our school generally had quite a high reading age. Did they? Do they still do them? Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that the Scholastic mascot was Clifford until I found out yesterday. I had no idea. I mean, I guess I'd seen the dog. Yeah, yeah. and I never thought 
oh, that's Clifford. <laughs> because I think I've always thought of Clifford as being not a PBS show, but a UK show. No, same. Because yeah, we watch too. the UK dub. But actually, now I watch it as an adult, it's very obviously American. Hi, my name is Emily Elizabeth, and this is Clifford, my big red dog. <laughs> Your turn, Clifford! One, two, wee! <laughs> Your turn, T-Bone! One, two, jump! What was that, T-Bone? My pal isn't ready for jumping yet. Listen, hear how crunchy they are? Yeah, so? When this pile is finished and I jump into it, it's gonna make the biggest, crunchiest sound in the whole entire world. Wow. Can I jump in your pile too, T-Bone? Sure, when it's done. But I need a bunch more leaves first. I'll help you find some. Yeah. Like you can see that it is. Just like the way the houses look. They're not, it's not a British oh, that's, town, that's is fair, it? Yeah. And I know that like when you animate something like that and it's quite simplistic, it's, it could be anywhere, but when you boil it down it doesn't surprise me that it's american like, I, I was surprised because i was like oh this it feels like such a british concept almost i don't know why it, it kind of does what a little puppy and the way the dog got so big was she loved it so hard and like isn't that the sweetest concept yeah, in the world it, it grew that big because she loves well, it I mean, that much clearly it also suggests which that the is, other dogs are not that loved clearly yeah, but it also is like that's what happens in a relationship you love hard you get big <laughs> like the weight you put on when you're first in a relationship uh, I, I, it's continuous for me i've been <laughs> been in it for ages now and the weight just doesn't stop coming it's because you go out to eat more right no we haven't got any money i don't oh. know where the weight comes from because your mother-in-law is just yeah happily pro- probably feeding you dinners <laughs> yeah. no it's all the love it is well, i'm okay. so full of love i was gonna say clearly <laughs> oh, that's what we're calling it these days meg <laughs> Well, because clearly something else going on. He was already red, he like you said. Red. So clearly, I mean, I, I do I do think love is a big part of it, but I think there's been some genetic engineering going on to make him bright red and are giant. You, are you saying that Clifford escaped from a lab? We didn't watch the 2019 movie no. Um, no. in preparation for this. Um, but what I do know about the 2019 movie is that Tony Hale of Veep and Arrested Development yeah. fame... Um, and he's pretty much the only reason that I would consider watching that film. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons we considered not watching that film. It's true. It got solid three stars across the board. It was it was okay as the general consensus. And Jack Whitehall was in it. No comment, no correlation. I'm just putting that out there. If there was ever a concept to not make live action. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, Clifford lots of lots, but dog. also Clifford the Big Red. Anything like fantastical with something that i guess maybe magical realism i don't fucking know anything like that where you have something that's unreal just leave it animated please well tony hale plays the villain and the whole plot is that he wants to capture clifford so he can make other big animals (laughs) it's very sort of paddington one in that sonic yeah so if you if there's a dog like that if uh, that was producing puppies growing to be that size in our human world 
there'd be legal intervention. You'd need to have a permit <laughs> to own one or you you simply wouldn't own one. It's like it's not like you know how I don't know if you watched the episode with the uh oh, it's called Tummy Trouble and <laughs> no. they eat all the dog the dogs eat too many treats <laughs> I think and get next door's fence muddy and the neighbours have said something like they don't want Clifford near their fence because they're gonna paint it or some shit like that. And they the the the, the male neighbour makes a comment like um why couldn't she have got a guinea pig? And it's like if your ne- if someone moved in next door to you and their dog was the size, the of, size of their house, <laughs> you wouldn't say something like "Why couldn't she have got a guinea pig?" You'd say something like "Is this legal?" You'd contact the council. <laughs> I'm not. Be- I don't want to no, be yeah. a party. They're very paper. very understanding. All the um. So they live on an island. Yeah. They live on Bridwell Island. No, sorry, not Bridwell. Bridwell's the name of the, uh, the author. The author. <laughs> um, Birdwell, Birdwell is the name yeah. of Birdwell. the island. So in the opening, you can quite obviously see that they live in New York. Yes. Like he, he's got his tail out one end of this New York block of flats and his head out the other end. Yeah. So they move to the island. And I want to say, um, I think that one of the reasons it looks so American is because it's... Fire escapes. Not, no, <laughs> not the actual content of it, like the actual animation, mm. because it's sort of got that scratchy, horribly quality of like Recess and Rugrats yeah. and Hey Arnold. Mm. Like that, though, all of those shows... Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. they're actually by um, a guy called Paul Germain and Joe, name <sighs> I can't I've pronounce. Heard of that. Um, their production company is called paul and joe productions or joe and paul productions and they are the guys that invented rugrats hey arnold and recess amongst others um clifford is not that clifford is pbs but it really looks like that it Mm. doesn't look like a british animation Mm. i'm trying to think of british animations now they're a bit cleaner and more sanitized british ones yeah i think so yeah i can't think of any and I don't, this is going to sound really bad, but, um, cause I don't know if this is really the case anymore, but something that does make it look more American is that this was 2000 and it's like quite racially diverse. True. Which, there's like, yeah, it's very true. So it's apart from British, British stuff. stuff. <laughs> What's interesting is it, this happened in quite a lot of shows around this time when they have to have a person of color and sometimes that, they default to like Jamaican because I can think of a few shows. Oh, sure. Where yeah. that, like, it, not to say they're token by any means, but like they seem to go, ah, oh, you know what? Because it's animated. Let's go Jamaican. <laughs> Great shot, Clifford. Yes, excellent. Where are you off to, Dad? I have an appointment with Dr. Majority today, Charlie. I think I need a new pair of glasses. Can we stay here, Dad? could keep an eye on things for you. Well, I suppose it would be okay. Yes! But if you two need anything, be sure and ask Pedro. He'll be working next door today. We will. Okay, then. I'll be back in about an hour. See you soon. Bye-bye! Not in a bad way. I I would say that about 50% of the characters in... The human characters in Clifford are not white people. 
Yeah. Which d- makes it... This is terrible, but makes it look not British. Well, you say 50% of the characters. 50% of the characters in Clifford are dogs. That's true. So, 20, 25% of the characters. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. What is all this, Cleo? Don't ask, T-Bone, just eat! Huh? Okay. Hold on tight. Can I try? Let me try. I love the way the other dogs are drawn. I think that Cleo looks incredible. Cleo. Cleo. Oh, let's Cleo. not go. Let's not do this again. And T Bone is. I think T Bone is so cute. So cute. He's I th- so cute. The first episode I watched didn't have the dogs talking at all. Uh huh. And I was sat there going, "I'm sure I remember the dogs talking." I, I did. I make this. This has happened a few times. Stuff from my childhood that I watch now. I've made up stuff in my head about what happened and completely like remember that as happening, but being wrong. And I was like, have I just made up the animals talk entirely? And then it got to the next episode and it started with them talking. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> weren't crazy. You, my favorite thing, I think, about the whole show is that when the dogs bark, it's just their voice actors barking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I don't know why I expected different, but I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so funny to little, do the little barks. <laughs> so the original voice of Clifford, as in the US voice yeah. of Clifford, <clears throat> was John Ritter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well... He he must have died very shortly after. He, yes, I think it must have been one of the very last things yeah. that he did. Yeah, yeah. Because it was 2000 to 2003. Though. Yeah, yeah. I know how you feel. When I was a little tiny puppy, I couldn't even jump up on the couch. Now I'm bigger than the couch. <laughs> I'm bigger than the house. One thing I love about the voice acting in this is the the voice actors for the dogs, obviously they're human voices, but they make them sound somewhat dogish i don't really know what i mean by that but think of it this way muppets have a tone of voice that make them sound like muppets yeah right yeah no i get you. i think it this is gonna be maybe off the wall sounding but it sounds like they've practiced sounding how it would actually sound if, if a dog's mouth was talking like Ooh, interesting. The, structurally speaking, they all sound. They all talk the same way Churchill talks. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> speaking of Churchill, <laughs> and unusual mouth shapes, Meg and I have been watching um, 1966 Batman recently, and one <laughs> one of the policemen, Chief O'Hara, who basically is in every scene with Commissioner Gordon. Irish. Yeah, he's got this like racist Irish, not Irish accent. So basically when Commissioner Gordon's in the scene, so is Chief O'Hara and Chief O'Hara is not in any other version of Batman ever because he's such a shit character. The actor looks like 
Well, he, he's he got the face of a cartoon dog. Yeah. He, yeah, he actually does. It's quite impressive. He'd be, um, oh, a Great Dane. A Great face. Dane? I'm yeah. thinking more like Bloodhound. Well, they've got the same kind of Sort of face droopy. Shape. Yeah, the Great Danes are a bit droopy as well. Or a kind of like, well, yeah, Churchill Bulldog. British Bulldog sort of thing. I think this is, he's a longer dog than a Bulldog. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Have I told you that my boyfriend's niece has got a dog and it's an English bull terrier called Crumb? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that this is the funniest thing I've ever yeah. heard. Such a, such a it, good name. It makes it better that it's an English bull terrier called Crumb, though. Arthur won't mind me saying this. So he's very much a dog and cat person. He's currently in. What an unusual beast. <laughs> Bees? No, he's not. Hang on. Pick a fucking Did, side. Okay. He is both a dog and a cat. He's a dog at one end. That's a TV show. Uh, yeah, it is. a TV show. What's it called? Dog cat, cat dog. Cat dog, cat yeah. Dog. Yeah. No, he's not a cat dog person. He's someone that likes dogs and cats. No, Together, I he's not so into that. But... <laughs> he's currently in the phase where he's really wanting a cat, but for most of his life he's wanted a dog. And... He once told me that a Dalmatian is the sort of dog that he... He would want any dog. He he also really wants to get a tiny, ugly one. But he told me that he would be interested in get a, getting a Dalmatian, but he doesn't want to look more gay. That is one of the gayer dogs. I've, I, <laughs> it is one of the gayer dogs. They're kind of rare to see. There's a couple that live around here. Yeah, it's always exciting when you see a Dalmatian. Yeah, I mean, pass, partially because, you know, they've got a bunch of movies just about them yeah. um but it's always like oh my god a dalmatian did you know that the dalmatian is the mascot of the fire department i did yeah and do you know why that is no but i've seen the thing it's really they're cheap. um genetically predisposed to being deaf so the alarms don't bother them oh. and they're famously they get along very well with horses so when the fire department used horses to move around mm. there fire trucks i don't know buckets of water (laughs) (laughs) their carriages i don't know their fire carriages trolleys yeah then the the dalmatians would get along well with them and they had the dalmatians just hanging around the fire stations for morale and to protect against thieves because they're friendly and deaf i love dogs we were in a cafe on our high street a while ago do you remember me and you and we me and you laura (laughs) and we saw two this this couple came in with two sausage dogs and they were massive massive sausage dogs and it has only occurred to me recently because i remember pointing out and being like god isn't that the biggest sausage dog you've ever seen and it's only occurred to me recently having seen more big sausage dogs it just it was just because i've only in the area they were loved in. so much. No, <laughs> in the area we live in, I've only seen miniature sausage yeah, dogs yeah. for like the last three you years. You also see them from a distance. No, no she's not, not an idiot, I'm Laura. Not an idiot. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you always see them out the window. So yeah, when I saw these normal sized sausage dogs, I was like, "Fuck me, they're massive. They're not. They're yeah. just normal." I yeah. there's um I forgot what it's called. I'm going to call it by, like, the wrong name. They're, like, mini German Shepherds, but they, they have their own name because they're older than German Shepherds. But it look they look like if you've crossed a German Shepherd with a Corgi, and they're an original breed, so they don't have any uh, precursor breeds, if that makes sense. Um, and they're so cute. And, oh, they were designed for, like, herding sheep. So they were designed, but they don't have any precursor breeds. How does that work? 
I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't, Laura. I haven't looked into it, but basically it means... <laughs> gotcha. Got, yeah. so they, were, they, were, they were bred for... Uh, Meg one for uh, For herding sheep and like cows more so. Because they're so little that if a cow like or a sheep kicks, they're little enough that it, won't, it will go over oh, their sweet. heads. And they're so cute and they're so little. And I just love dogs. Oh, we know you do. I went into her room earlier and she was like pouting, just pouting at her iPad. And I was like, <laughs> I went, what's wrong? And she went, I want a dog. Like and monthly. I went, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything was wrong. You came in and were like, what's wrong? And I told you what Well, you was were, wrong. you looked sad. I'm sad that we don't have a, I'm sad that we can't get a dog. I'm sad that I can't adopt all the dogs. Did you see the episode where, um, Emily Elizabeth gets Clifford for the first time? No. Like from the litter. No. So. Are they all red? No. Okay. Clifford was the runt of the litter. My dog was the runt of the litter. She's so little. She was a very petite Labrador, very the opposite of Clifford. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I don't know why I didn't think this was going to happen. I know Laura's now melancholy. Episode about dogs. <laughs> She's not a dog. I think it's it's hard to communicate unless you like live with me or or really good friends. How much I love dogs! Like once a month, I'll come in the kitchen like weepy because I can't have a dog. The thing is, dogs are great. I like dogs, but dogs do come with disadvantages. Like the time I took my boyfriend's, so I I primarily walk my boyfriend's family dog, and I took he's called Logan. I took him for a walk, and he rolled while I literally I looked away for a second, and he rolled in fox shit and i had to take him back to the house and hose him off and it was one of the worst moments of my life i was like this because he already smells a bit yeah he's 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 old he's a bit stinky and i literally looked away for a second turn around i'm like why are you rubbing your neck on the ground oh my god oh my god that's fuck shit that's fuck shit and i was like what am i gonna do it's on the lead i don't want to touch it i didn't think he'd stand still long enough for me to point the hose at him it was about (laughs) february so the boy was cold (laughs) it wasn't a good day logan does always sound like a bit of a fucking rascal poppy my dog was an angel one time i was trying to get i was the last person in that house and my boyfriend was coming back to pick me up to, pick me up to go somewhere and i didn't have a key and there were two um doors and i ended up having to like close one from the inside because it wouldn't close from the outside and exit through the this other door but the dog had been closed in the kitchen because everyone else had gone out and I knew as soon as I opened the door to go into the kitchen to go out the back door, he was going to run into the living room and refuse to go back into the kitchen because he's not stupid. He knows that no one's there. He knows why he's been locked out into the lobby. He doesn't want to be out there. He doesn't want to be by himself. And I knew this was going to happen. It always happens with me. So I opened the door. As I predicted, dog runs into the fucking living room and I'm like, Logan, I'm shouting at him. I'm like trying to get him back into the kitchen and the little prick the little prick knows that i will resort 
right? So I'm like standing by the back door trying to get him to come outside and he starts shaking. The little bath is not scared of me. He knows nothing's going to happen. He just knows that this will work. And yeah, I resorted to getting a piece of ham out the fridge and throwing it outside and locking the door behind me. But part of me, as I got the piece of ham, I was so annoyed with him that I was like... Maybe I'll eat this piece of ham. <laughs> you, 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 I'm not giving you this ham now. You behave like this so with me. Is some of your feelings towards dogs because you have recently been outsmarted by a dog frequently? What do you mean my my feelings? So I I like dogs. I don't know what but you're you, questioning. You said that they have downsides. Well, they can be devious. No, you uh, want children. <laughs> everything has got downsides, Laura. I love dogs. I, I will n- even if I have one, and I love it more than anything on the planet. I will never ever want to pick it shit up. Oh, that's yeah, fair enough. It, it's just true, isn't it? But you will do because I know that you're a responsible citizen. Yeah. Um, if you have a garden, you can just hose it. There's an episode of Clifford <laughs> <laughs> where he is trying to find a place to hide his bone. To, oh my god! Yeah, I've, I've seen that yeah, one. Yeah. Fuck me! Does like can, considering he's the size of a house, the only bones available that are big enough for it would be fucking no, that's, dinosaur that's bones. That's where I'm getting at. Where have they sourced this? An bone? archaeological museum? Like what the fuck? Or where they are they getting the whale bones they're giving this dog? Clifford, you lucky dog! I've never seen a bone so big. Are you going to bury it, Clifford? Of course. Want to help? Yeah. Again, there are legal implications. Yeah. Yeah, Can you imagine the cost of maintaining an animal of that size? Like, are they being funded partially by, like, a a nature charity or something? (laughs) Because he's a rare breed. Something that... So this episode is called A Stormy Day. And it's the way the story unfolds is that he keeps trying to find places to dig a hole to um, bury this bone. And so he's on the beach and... Chris Rear. (laughs) (laughs) And he's asked by um, the Jamaican dad that runs a cafe to dig somewhere else because he's... Kicking he, up he's sand. kicking sand yeah. onto his patrons. So he goes to a garden and there's a small hole and he makes it bigger to put his bone in there. But the dad of Emily Elizabeth is like, we were going to put our tree there. This is not a good place to do this. Ah, this tree is going to look great. Seems a little short. How did this hole get so deep? There's your answer. Clifford, did you do this? That was not a good thing to do. (sighs) The hole we started here was for our tree, not for your bone. We wanted to get it in the ground before the rain starts. Clifford. If you must dig, go and do it somewhere else, please. So he keeps going around the island, finding different places to dig holes. So by the end of this episode, this island's been fucking ruined. He should work in construction. And right, right, okay. So this is where I'm going. So <laughs> put that dog to work. <laughs> so all these 
people of the island are genuinely really way too reasonable <laughs> they're really reasonable they're really nice but basically the weather's getting worse and worse will the library be okay dad well i think if we can get this seawall built in time everything should be all right we'll have to dig up plenty of sand and dirt we'll need to make the wall high enough to protect it from the waves Yes, it is. I wish we had a few more diggers to help. Wait a minute. I know the best digger around. Clifford! And one of the reasons you can tell that this is an American TV show is that they're digging a dam so that the storm won't affect the library. Now, that wouldn't happen here. We don't have weather like that. Their library is already a boat. Surely yeah. just... I don't know. No, their library is boat fucking shaped which it I, is boat shaped oh okay which is hilarious so basically they get clifford to they're running out of time and they're like we need someone that's good at digging i didn't finish the episode clearly okay yeah so they apologize to him for being like we're sorry and this is your talent but there's like a time and a place to use it and you're the best at this can you help us mm. dig this moat i knew you'd come boy we need your help. We need you to dig. Huh? Come on, boy. No one digs better than you do. What's the matter, boy? I told Clifford to stop digging just this morning, Emily. I told him his digging was not a good thing to do. I wouldn't let him dig at school this afternoon. And I told him to go away and dig on another island. Poor Clifford. No wonder he doesn't want to dig. Clifford? I know everyone has been telling you not to dig today. But we didn't want you to think that all digging is bad. In fact, digging is one of your best talents. You're very good at it. It's just that there's a right time and a right place for you to use your talent. And that's the episode, and I think that it's a good one because it... For our purposes, because it demonstrates how clearly not British this is and how understanding and lovely the community is because all of the adults and some of the kids, like Emily Elizabeth and her friends, are there helping dig the thing. Yeah. And I think it's just a really, really lovely show. And at the end, when the rain comes down, it cuts to them all um, sat on Clifford. Some of them are under his tail sheltering some of them are like sat on his head and they're all drinking hot chocolate and patting him like the adults as well and it zooms out and they're all sheltering in his kennel it feels good knowing the library is safe we never could have done it without the help of Clifford he's a very cool dog hey Clifford did you ever find a place to bury your bone? Don't worry. I'll get you another bone. A really big one. I'll get you one too, amigo. Me too. You certainly deserve it, Clifford. I'll get him one too. As long as he doesn't bury it in my garden. Oh, Horace. And I'll help you bury all those bones, Clifford. Somewhere absolutely, positively perfect. Just like you. Yeah, he has a huge yeah, a kennel. kennel that must be bigger than their actual house. It just looks so cosy. 
my uncle had a dog her name was ruby she was like a chocolate brown spaniel she was very little she was very lovely she loved digging holes and they at this point in time they lived in one of those you know like like very big houses that have been converted into flats Mm. and everyone the back garden is shared between everyone who lives there yeah like technically you have sections right but like people just share it because this dog loved digging holes so much, they had to put up a fence off to where their section of the garden was, and it looked like a minefield. Because there's just, you walk out there, there's like barely any grass, it's all holes, and next to all of them is these little piles of dirt. She just loved digging holes so much. Aww. The second you'd let her outside, hole would be very useful for gardening. you got to get yourself a stick-chasing breed, not a hole-digging breed. <laughs> Yeah. So Norman Bridwell, his wife, he, he wanted to call him Tiny and his wife suggested Clifford. Guess what his wife's called? Clifford. No. <laughs> Norma. What? She's called Norma. I don't get it. What's he called? Norman. Uh... Do you listen? <laughs> Oh, don't look at me like that. You'll want to talk about people listening, Elsie. Oh, are we going to do this here? Are yeah, we going to do yeah, this here? Yeah, if you like. You can't come for me. Fuck around and find out, all right? <laughs> Meg's always got ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something that Meg's boyfriend said to her this week. <laughs> and this, if someone said this about me... I would never recover. I'll let you tell no, it. No, you tell it. Go go ahead. <laughs> he said, Meg, I've never known someone more concerned with where their ne- oh. <laughs> with where their next sit is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you wanna sit down, <laughs> innit? As someone that knows that they like sitting. That is that is savage. I'm so sweaty. If it if it helps, I'm not offended by it. It's it's just true. If you can hear rattling, Sorry, listeners, it's it's, it's, it's Laura <laughs> and her ice bottle. She's putting it down her top. I'm it's very, warm. very warm. I'm on my period, so I'm even warmer. Just oh, Laura, no one wants to know that. Oh, TMI. Come on, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I initially started watching the American dub because it's what's on Amazon Prime, and you can't change it, which I think you should be able to change it. But anyway. Um, I got I, I watched a few episodes on that and then I got to the stick episode actually and because the dogs are talking so much I was like this feels wrong <laughs> and I'm gonna go and try and find the UK dub because obviously that's what I watched when I was a kid and I wanted to know if that like felt more like natural natural like correct to my memory yeah. I guess and what two things about it is I don't think either voice suits Clifford that much and I really love that some of the townies, like the guys in the tr- the pickup truck, they're all they're all northern. Hey, Clifford, could you put me down a minute? I'm afraid I can't go anywhere with you today, big guy. I've got work to do. See you later. And I think it works yes. really well. They are, their well, na- no, their neighbours are West Country yeah, they as well. Are. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I agree. I don't think that the that either voice suits Clifford that well. Mm. I don't know what I no, think yeah. would suit him. 
but I think that Cleo's voice is brilliant. I think the other two dogs are really good, yeah. well cast in both the American and the British, but it was. I think I want Clifford to sound like a little boy because he he doesn't look like a grown up dog. He still looks like a puppy. He does. He does. Big. Yes, he so does. So I think I want him to yeah. sound younger than he sounds, especially because yeah. he's got that thing. I don't know. I don't know if cats get this. Elsie's got a cat, but when when dogs are until about like age three they're not kind of like when you're a teenager you're not super great at knowing how big you are so they'll like lumber about not knowing the length of their limbs their tail or their height and have big old paws yeah 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 yeah, and they just don't know they have very well it's called proprioception but they have very poor concept of like where their body ends my cat um when he learned how to um put his claws out he hadn't Aww. really quite learned how to put them in again and what he would do is he would go he would bound up the stairs with his claws out <laughs> they, he would get stuck and he would pull himself back down again he would get stuck in the stairs Aww. with his claws he was just sort of lurching forward and falling back mm. it that's, was quite sad that's because you took him away from his litter and his mum wasn't there to teach him he, How no, could you? His <laughs> mum abandoned him. He was a rescue cat. Adopt, That's don't shop. you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> I'm not a cat person, but partially because I'm very allergic. But like, I do. Yeah, like, that'll, that'll do it. I do love their little paw pads. They're so, so cute. They are. Yeah, if you can get them to stay still long enough to look at them. Cats also <laughs> don't like me. No. I woke up once, I was at my friend's house, they have a cat, and I woke up and he was on my chest and he was, I don't know why, this is what woke me up, he was like striking me in the chin, like he would like what? Sh- shoot his arm out and then do his claws and I just woke up with... <laughs> That's like, weird. Good morning, Alfie. <laughs> my boyfriend's family have about 15 wild cats hanging around outside their house. <laughs> so jealous. And three of them are like domesticated Ow! because they... Fuck. Sorry, I just poked the cactus. Laura just touched a cactus. Well, don't do that. I forgot it was there. <laughs> About three of them are domesticated because they were born last year, and they, so they've grown up knowing people. I because I'm allergic to cats. I don't. I don't dislike cats. I do like cats, but I don't interact with them because I cannot be asked to be constantly washing my hands and yeah. taking antihistamines. They seem to like me the most. I don't know if it's like cur- me and keep curiosity <laughs> because I don't talk, like I don't interact with you them don't at talk all. To them. So they don't. When I'm outside and they don't leave me alone, I'll, I'm, I'm just trying to sit. Would you go away? It's the opposite of a problem, if, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if you hissed at them, they would leave you alone. Oh, but I don't want to be nasty. That's the thing. I don't want them to be scared of me. My my brother that would feel bad. My brother just moved house, and so the not the last place they lived the place they lived before had a neighbor's cat that always came into their garden his name was patches he was really cute and over time he just became very much a part of their house despite not being their cat and despite my brother also being allergic to cats and now in the new place they're living there's another cat that they don't know the name yet um and she comes over and she just sits because they've got mice that live in their garden comes and sits and stares at the bushes and she's also i think from like one over next door and she's so pretty she's a turtle shell tortoise shell cat they're They're mostly women you don't yeah they're all they're all female oh uh, because they found out there's um i think it's i think it's my turn to tell a cat story (laughs) my neighbor loves well sorry my parents neighbor 
really loves cats. I mean, he when his last cat was alive, he didn't really go on holiday, um, which his wife was a bit annoyed about because um, he didn't want to leave the cat. Anyway, that cat has died now, and he has adopted off the street a feral cat. We we don't really know if she's a boy or a girl, but we call her Debbie. <laughs> um, since knowing Debbie, um, she's lost an eye. Because she just fucking fights. She's <laughs> she's always been missing a few toes, and she's she's just crazy. She's like this weird, like she's all white, and she's got one eye, and she's like a pirate cat, <laughs> and she can often be seen just whoring In herself alleys. out for snacks. Like, yeah. And so Mark is the name of our neighbor, and he approached my dad outside the house, and he was like, Mark. No, sorry, he said Adrian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mark approached my dad and he said Mark. <laughs> so, hey, does your does your cat do catnip? And my dad was like, uh, he, he has done. And Mark was lines like, and lines of it catnip. Yeah, and um, Mark was like, I've got some industrial strength. Um, <laughs> I'll drop it off later. Okay. So through the letterbox comes a plastic bag containing a cat toy that is saturated in the stuff and my family get group chat gets treated to hmm. some excellent videos of my cat off his no. ever loving tits he is he's high off his face fuck. he's high as a kite because debbie just does this every day apparently you also there's also a cat on your street that you all call busy cat we do call him busy cat because he's always running around like he's got somewhere to be Aww, so cute <laughs> he's so officious <laughs> I, do, I do think the inner lives of cats are, is more interesting than the inner lives of dogs because dogs aren't allowed to leave their houses because they will not come back whereas a cat will return well dogs don't really have any mystery it's all you can read yeah. them like a book right yeah 100 percent. yeah <laughs> More the the I don't know if, if this is being wedged in randomly, but because I watched the US dub first, all the the voices for a bunch of the characters they are like prolific voice actors that I've heard hundreds of times over in other things. I was like, oh, oh yeah, God. they've all got a Wikipedia page. Emily Elizabeth is her name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is she is the same voice actor as a couple of the characters. She's Daphne from Scooby Doo. Oh, wow. She's like 50 characters in Fairly Odd Parents. She's a bunch of rugrats. Wow. And I was just listening going, God, this sound, this show sounds like every other I mean, show. it's kind of the same for the British ones, but like if I named them, you wouldn't be able... I could list off shows and shows that they've been yeah. in that you'll know about, but like they're not household names. Fair. They're voice actors. <laughs> some some voice actors are household names. To, to a certain type of person. I'm Grey Griffin, and this is your childhood in 60 seconds. It's a creepy mystery, Scoop. Let's go, ghost. Blue, you're driving me crazy. Blue, you're driving me crazier. Oh, nice. We all scream for ice cream. Stop. I want to talk to you right now. I just scoot all around. We got a situation over here. Eat, children. Eat your food. Manny, this will not work at all. Welcome to Wuffleberg. Rock on. Oh. Bad kitty. I am sick. Oh, Bonnie. <laughs> are you going to be late for dinner? I've got a monkey friend. Very grim. You guys are idiots. 
May you never rise from the ashes of your shame and humiliation. Whatever, messy Higginbottom. <laughs> What's up, Marco? If only my lasso of power might make you tell the truth. Later days, dude. I know. <laughs> the one thing you do know, voice what? actors, you don't know a lot of things we say. John Ritter. Yeah, there's been there's been a very big piece of news in the British media in the last week that I'm not going to name because it's very very horrible. Yeah, but I told Laura about this yesterday, and that was the first she'd heard of it. Sorry, you had to hear it. From I don't Mike. watch the news. I, I know that... the thing is, I for just don't understand how you how you have gone through life and not heard about this because I've not seen this on the TV. I've got this exclusively through my phone. I do not use Twitter. Not even just Twitter. Just like all the other apps. What other apps? I've anyway, seen, we're not here to bully Laura. I'm here to tell you that... <laughs> I'll do that my own time. John Cleese is in the movie. He plays um, the magical man that gives Emily Elizabeth the dog. And his name is Bridwell. As in Norman Bridwell. You mean yeah. he's not playing the villain? How weird. He doesn't... I mean, yes, he does. Tony Hale can be pretty villainous in his own way. Yeah, but John Cleese should never be playing a good guy. No, he never, <laughs> I, I've never seen him play a good guy. I've seen him play characters that are framed as the good guy, but I've never looked at him and been like, yeah. I want to hang out with that like guy. Faulty Towers? What do you yeah. mean Faulty Towers? He's definitely the exactly. bad guy in Faulty Towers. He hits really... his racial stereotype servant. Ooh, Laura, I haven't seen much of Faulty Well, then, then why don't you not comment? Fucking... <laughs> um, the big one. I forgot what it's called. Monty Python? Yeah. He's not the villain in a lot of Monty Python. He's got a villain aura, I think. He's he's Q in the James Bond I grew up on. Yeah, which one was that? Uh, Piss Brosnan. Piss Brosnan. Piss Brosnan. Pierce. 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 <laughs> you, said, you said Piss Brosnan. I said Piss Brosnan. <laughs> um, the campest of all the James Bonds. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Except for maybe John Niven. Did, was he the one that had like one movie? Or is it David Niven? Which Niven is I think it? It's David, David Niven. Niven. Yeah, he had one movie. Oh, uh, okay. Well, to me, I actually haven't seen any before Pierce Brosnan. Here I go! Whoa! Look out, Jetta! Oh! Emily Elizabeth, look what you've done! I'm sorry, Jetta. I was just giving Clifford a bath. Your dog is nothing but trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get Machiavelli groomed again before Lily arrives. Who's Lily? Lily Lavalli? The person who decides which dog will be Prize Pooch Magazine's Dog of the Year! Oh, I already know who Dog of the Year is. It's Clifford! <laughs> Clifford! Can you just see Clifford on the cover of a magazine? Yes, I can! I think Clifford and I will enter that contest too! Yeah, I want to talk about production companies, as I sometimes do on this show. If you cast your mind back <laughs> to the, the Bratz episode, I spoke about Mike Young, who is a uh, producer of so much children's tv most of it animated um and his most no not his most famous project but maybe his oldest one is super ted and he produced super ted and 
TV's brats and having both of those on your CV is an insane thing, I think, because one is ancient and Welsh and one is the brats. And when I, ancient and Welsh. When I found out that he, it was the same guy that produced both of those, it blew my mind. But yeah, he was involved in the UK version of Clifford. So I'm, I try and get Mike Young in where I can, to be honest, because I want any excuse to play a clip from Super Ted, which I will do. This is a story about an ordinary teddy bear. When he was made, they found something wrong with him and threw him away like a piece of rubbish into an old dark storeroom. Then, from outer space, a spotty man brought him to life with his cosmic dust. He took him to a magic cloud where Mother Nature gave him special powers. That bear became Super Ted. I saw a thing the other day of someone, they were showing flags and they showed like the welsh flag and the person was just like i don't know like game of thrones i'm like how how dare it's one of the best flags in the world i I keep seeing those reels pop up for me like people showing americans exclusively flags and they can't name them and these these people say such i refuse to they're not real they can't be real people can't be that stupid i saw one today that was like it was a guy asking three very drunk women for they get a dollar every American president they could name. They named twenty. I'm like, that's that's actually pretty good. We went to a pub quiz last night, and one of the questions was, name three prime ministers whose surnames begin with B. And we really, really, really struggled. Yeah, with the third one, we got the first two pretty. Far. Blair and Brown. Yeah, yeah, easy. Then Meg came up with Baldwin, which was inspired. Yeah. I think there are two Baldwins as well. But uh, I sat there for ages and and I'm not very good at historical prime ministers or presidents or anything like that. I was like, starting to think that like this is a trick question. (laughs) The thing is, we've had hundreds of prime ministers. There's only been like 46 presidents. Yeah, the country's a lot younger. But I I don't... Generally, people know more prime ministers than I know. Because I don't. I I really, really do I not think it. so. Because really we thought we got so. Brown, we got Blair, we thought we were on a roll, and then we were like, and then, "Is that it?" Elsie, like a few minutes later, went, "Disraeli." Disraeli. <laughs> uh, no, it's no, because it was a pub quiz. I was like, "Laura, Laura, yeah, I've got it." Benjamin Disraeli. Disraeli. I didn't even say oh, okay. Benjamin. I was just like Disraeli, and you were like, "Yes, no." <laughs> <laughs> I asked my mum. Um, what do you remember of Clifford the Big Red Dog? And she remembered two things. She said... Big Red Dog. Big big Red Dog. She said (laughs) there there was an ice cream episode, which is the only one I remembered until I watched it today. And we had a CD-ROM that we played more than we watched the show. Right. As as siblings, we were very much on the computer. Mm, We we liked an educational CD-ROM. 
Same. We had a we had one that taught us touch typing, but it was the lying. Oh wow! So because our parents were very, this was so weirdly specific. They, they were wanted very, you to be secretaries. They were yeah. They were very concerned about our ability to touch type because my it's parents like a finishing school. Almost. Yeah, my parents are both. <laughs> my parents are both really good at touch typing. My mom is insane at touch typing. She could be talking to you and still fucking typing whatever she was typing. Um, and I, me and Sean are, but it had uh, it was like a log with a bunch of holes in it for all the keys, and then like tomorrow or pumba would come up through one of the halls you have to hit the right key oh i have such a vivid what memory a of playing specific it. thing yeah, <laughs> to just, be manufactured i have a crazy specific memory of these games where they were like we you need to learn how to like genuinely it sounds like they were raising us to be secretaries because i had loads of books on handwriting on how to write cursive and touch typing video games how to write cursive yeah we that had school for that. The, the the most useless skill to oh, have. Oh, I disagree. What do you mean you disagree? It serves no purpose. No, there's, there's a lot of um, studies about how teaching fine motor skills to kids of a young age, it, it's, it's, for some reason, it's, it's important. No, yeah, and you're like, fully right, yeah. I can't remember exactly you, you don't have to do cursive. You could uh, just play a lot of Jenga. My yeah. frustration with this is how much they drum into you having good handwriting when you're in primary school. Mm. And like my school, and I think lots of other schools did this thing called like a pen license. Yeah. And you had yeah. to like oh, graduate that, yeah. from a pencil to a pen. Yeah. We had, I think we this had is three. so ridiculous. We got, we had a three sort of stages where it's like you had pencil and then you could graduate to a barrel handwriting pen. I hated barrel handwriting pens as well. well. And they then, weren't nice to write with. They get, they? Could they flatten on the ends? Yeah, yeah. They and then good. the third one was if you were if you cut super good, you could have a fountain pen. Oh what? No. Come on. I I, I use a fountain pen to this day, so What's wrong with a bick. Well for I us like... left handed people, uh, what are they called? Ballpoint pens are actually harder to use. I like juicy rollerball pens. They're my favourite. Like the V-balls are good. How come so, ballpoint pens are... I find them easy to use. You, you'll you find them more difficult than a right-handed person will find them. But you, you might find them easy to use. That's fair enough. Because we have to... So ballpoint pens are designed to be pulled oh, across the page, not okay. pushed across the oh, page. Oh, fine. Yeah. All right, then. I liked gel pens or ink pens and stuff like that because I found ballpoint pens more ethical. But they will smudge if you're left yeah yeah that's, that's why thing. i can write like upside down <laughs> really you guys never needed to graduate from pencils because that was your best option no pencil makes the side of your hand shine like yeah. metallic oh, oh covered in fucking graphite silver yeah shine oh the woes of being left-handed the world just isn't made for you is it unless you speak Meg, like are you okay? <laughs> wow <laughs> she really has it out for like constant abuse towards left-handedness we'll be chopping and she goes it looks wrong <laughs> no it's not I, my grandma is left-handed and i've seen her the way she like peels potatoes just looks so wrong from a right-handed point of view that I, i'm like you're gonna cut yourself and she's like no i'm fine i've been doing this for 60 years and i'm like that's fair enough. That's put fair. more potatoes than you've had hot dinners, kid. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. It just—it's it, not that I think she's doing it wrong. It just—it was just it looks that precarious. Just looks precarious, and I was just concerned. I wasn't trying to be a bitch about it. There's an episode of Clifford. Um, it's a Valentine's episode, and <sighs> Clifford learns that what you need to do on Valentine's is give something big, big and, and red, red to Aww. yeah. 
find Emily Elizabeth something big and red. The biggest, reddest thing on Birdwell Island. So, but he's really, he sees, really thick. Yeah, he <laughs> sees the humans making like heart-shaped things to give to. Actually, at the beginning, the kids are making heart-shaped cards to give to their parents. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. And um, he's saying to his dog friends, like, "I need to find something big and red for Emily Elizabeth to show how much I love her." <laughs> Emily and the, Elizabeth, and they're going round the island, like, yeah. "What's big and red?" Hi, Clifford. What's going on? I was just trying to bring that big red truck to Emily Elizabeth. Why? For Valentine's Day. I don't understand. I heard Jetta say that the best Valentines are big and red. Ah, so you were trying to get her a big red lorry. Right. Well, you got the big and red part right, Clifford, but I don't think Emily Elizabeth wants a lorry. Really? Well, what else could I give her that's big and red? What should I give her? I don't know. And it's like, it's... Uh, you. It's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's thicky no brains. Thicky no brains. That was a term coined by Betty, who I'm going to have on the show at some point. That's my sister. Um, Couldn't have just let her have it, could you? <laughs> I, I was certain it had come up before. Because it, it's an off-to-use phrase in this house. Sorry, yeah, it is. He was looking for something. It was just red. like it was somewhere in between hilarious and infuriating. Yeah. It's like you fucking idiot dogs, big and red. That is the show. They were like, oh, what's big and red for ten minutes? Yeah, no, for honestly. the ten minutes of the show. I mean, they don't even do it on purpose because at the end he lies down. Oh yeah, and Emily looks out her window and she goes, oh. <gasps> And it shows Clifford, and like he's in the shape of yeah. a heart himself. Don't worry, Clifford. Emily knows you love her. But today is the day you're supposed to show it with something big and red. aside because we just did what i think you should do if your name is emily elizabeth we just picked one and said the one we didn't yeah. go emily you just say emily i don't think they do constantly call her emily as every they single do. time i heard it it was the it was the I full swear two days that he called clifford at least called him emily at one no he point. every time i heard him anyone say it, it was the full two names um. i'm like just because I actually made an effort to see if they would say Emily. Okay. I, I was keeping it out because I was like, surely they don't. I'm like, just what? Like, what? Why? Just call her one of them. Just call her E. 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 Yeah, E. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, exactly. Just, just call her <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. It's, he- not, it's no name for a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful name for a baby girl. Kevin it's going to be strange for like people who are younger than us who have grown up with Kevin Bacon in the EE adverts. They're going to be like, he did movies. 
I mean, in this film? We are kind of of that generation as well. I've seen a lot of Kevin Bacon's movies. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, to be fair, X-Men, yeah. Fine. Footloose. Footloose. I've not seen Footloose. It's it's odd. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, it's yeah. good, but it's odd. It's Dancing Town. I've never seen it. I've seen a town I've seen that the... bans dancing. And then they... Good. It's where the dangers are Kenny Loggins... <laughs> yeah, and I know I know who Kenny Loggins is, and I know that he sings the song in Footloose. Yeah, yeah. that's all I know. It's we should, we should, I do think we should bad dancing. We should watch it. The second one's horrendous. I saw the second one in the cinema. <laughs> How old are you? It came out like in the 2010s. Did it? Yeah. I is Kevin Bacon in it? No, no, he was too busy advertising. Yeah, he, he was too get, busy getting paid way more. Too busy. Yeah. Landing a plane through the EE <laughs> network. Shaving a man's face yeah. through the EE network. Shaving, oh, yeah. shaving Tom Ellis's face. That's right, oh, Tom yes. Ellis. Yes. On a mountain. Of Miranda fame. Of Lucifer fame. No, not really. I, I saw Lucifer before I saw Miranda, and then you showed Miranda, and I was like, well, okay, this, these two things should not exist in the <laughs> I same. think Miranda is better than Lucifer. Lucifer's not good. It's not good. I remember I watched like the first however many seasons and I was like, okay, I mean, it's it's cheesy or whatever. And then I went to watch the last season and I, ju- I literally couldn't get through it. The writing and the, oh, it's just so hammy. I just didn't. It but... is hammy. I think Tom Ellis is better in Miranda than he is. Tom Lucifer. Ellis is very nice to look at. He's so. the best part of Lucifer. Like he's he's got that like charming funniness that I me- thought she was going to say sex appeal <laughs> that fits really well into the show because like he's camp while everyone else is acting kind of a little too straight faced for what they're fucking saying that is the direct opposite of back again 1966 batman everything yeah. happening is balls to the wall insane yeah. adam west is so incredibly earnest and grounded that it makes him the best part of the show <laughs> yeah that's it yeah (laughs) i I love doing that noise you kind of almost want everyone else to be played by muppets yeah yes that would work do that oh my god imagine if the robin puppet was kermit no was operated by batman yeah, like a handheld. Yes. Like, God, that's so good. <laughs> Let's take that to Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> Boy, wondering, we've got to go solve some crime. <laughs> There's a Stranger Things stage show where, but it's kind of like a parody, and Will Byers is played by a puppet, and everyone else is a human. <laughs> oh my God, would, would Alfred be human, or is he surrounded? By no, only Adam West is the human. Only everyone else is. We're going to dig him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam West died. What? But uh, he's he's in Family Guy. No, <laughs> yeah, but how old is Family Guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He died older than you care to think. Probably Laura. over five years ago now. Fuck, really? Yeah. God rest his soul. He deserved more, to be honest. Oh my god, he is dead. When did he die? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, he was eighty eight. So just over five years ago, I was right. Yeah, he had a good run. <laughs> right, He's fucking Batman. Does anyone want to um, say anything else about Cliff at the Big Red Dog? Oh, great music. <laughs> <laughs>
Really, really lovely intro and outro. Oh, oh no, no! I probably I I didn't like the intro. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was really boring. Oh. Of all the shows we've watched, I've not struggled to watch this one. Like I think, oh, yeah, no, yeah. No. Like I actually really enjoyed. It's a very easy it. it show. Sweet. It's only ten minutes long. It's really sweet. It's not overly stupid. It's not overly complicated. It it sort of it's a just. I don't want to call it bog standard, but in that way that like, oh, it's a kid's show. And uh, it fits really well into that yeah. box. You can sort of tell it's based on a book as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't like the intro. It's way too, here's what's happening. Did you? And we're yeah, singing but you about need it. that. It does make sense for a concept like that. For Especially in contextually, if they're being aired in the 2000s, before we had streaming services, right. before they're being watched... Before chronological, you, it, right. The easiest way to set up... That's The true. same That's way with, like, Balamori, true. how Balamori, the theme tune, tells the story yeah. of Balamori... Tells the story of, like, the setup... The characters, the characters. they're all there. No, that's fair. Because or else you have to do the trapped thing and have and someone trapped, explain yeah. it yeah. in words every time. Where, uh, Actually, the intro. Trapped did both. It right. had a very... Explanatory... Explanatory intro and they still explained every single fucking right. thing in the show as well new, as new, we spoke about they were you, good to get so much content into half an hour it was really impressive actually you convinced yeah. me i think the intro is very efficient <laughs> it is. It, no because in many ways it's a lot it's, it's still long for an intro but it's yeah. a lot more efficient than balamori yeah. where every single yeah. character had their own verse Could at least it just tells thing. you the backstory got dog dog too big moved out now on island great yeah I've got something else to say. Yeah. Did you notice... Do you have something mean to say? No, I don't have anything. No, it's a nice thing to say. Did you notice how the episode would end? There'd be a bit of credits, and then Emily Elizabeth would jump back back into frame, and she'd be like, Clifford's big idea of the day is working together or asking for help. Yeah. And then there would be like... A... You sound straight out of a kid's show when you just Thanks. did that. You should do kids telly. <laughs> there would be like a mini episode after the yeah. normal episode. It confused yeah. me the first time I and was And then like, a proper wait. credits after that. Why was, was that? I was like, wait, is there is this is this second... Because, you know, they put the episodes together on Amazon Prime, yeah. like um, Tracy Beaker did. On YouTube as well. Yeah, so I was like, wait, is that is the second episode just really short? Like, what what's going on? But yeah, and then the credits came. Why did like, you do that? Uh, because you know in school when the teacher goes over the learning objective again at the end of the day yeah. but it wasn't anything to do with the yeah sometimes it'd be something completely different was that a feature of kids tv that i don't remember or is this just a clifford thing? it might have just been because it was a scholastic thing they wanted to make it seem a bit more educational than it yeah. maybe the episode had yeah. been or there were some parts of like the books which i've i don't know anyone i haven't read them like I don't know if any of you have read them. Maybe no, there was something in the books that that had that that they were putting in the show. Maybe. Clifford and I know that everyone can use a helping hand now and then. That's why Clifford's big idea for today is help others. Oh no! I can't find it anywhere. Hi, T Bone. I was just on my way over to Clifford's house. Want to come? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Hey! Oh, sorry, Cleo. It's just that I buried a bone here yesterday and I can't find it. Can I help? Sure. Thanks. Hey, guys, what you doing? I'm looking for a bone I buried. And I'm helping. Let me help, too. Found it! You did find it. You're the best friends a dog could ever have. When you help someone, you really make them feel good. And you make yourself feel pretty good too. That's why Clifford's big idea for today is 
Let's help others. So we've come to the end of our Clifford notes, but we do have one very important thing to do. Uh, we were in Brixton uh, last week, maybe? Yeah, yeah, last, yeah. Friday. last Friday. And we ran into um, a girl called Molly. We're friends now. <laughs> and she uh, very, very kindly in front of us just downloaded all of our yeah. episodes and then went back to her table of friends and told them all to do the same thing. And who then suggested actually a very good topic that we were going to do, but they, they called out, do Charlie and Lola. Yes, and, and it's going to happen. They were all super nice to us, which they were very lovely. Molly, I think you're a real life angel. Yes. She just swooped over to our table to tell us we were pretty and borrow a lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Borrow a lighter and tell us we're pretty. Yeah. I also have a thing. Uh, Elsie found the recipe for balamori buns. So we might. Yes, I make found the official recipe. Yeah. We might make them and eat them on the show. Yeah, that'll sound good. We will eat them silently <laughs> and tell you what we think. Thank you for joining us once again Thank for you. an episode of Thoughts TV. Another one successful. We did it. And if you want more content, Feel free to sponsor us and get bonus bonusy bits. Yeah, bonusy bits. We've got one of those out. Um, it's free at the moment. That's just a teaser. Um, but if you want more of it, um, you just follow the link on wherever wherever you get your links, as Meg said. Um, <laughs> wherever you get your links. <laughs> it's on our webpage. It's on all the streaming services. It's all there. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at Thoughts TV. But the O is a zero. Uh, Twitter at thoughts underscore underscore TV. Sorry, she means X. No, no, she doesn't. Go on. <laughs> or you can email us at thoughts TV 2002 at gmail.com. Very good. Yay. We did oh. it. Complete side note. We watched Good Omen season two and I'm still sad. What? That was getting edited out. <laughs> it's here enough. <laughs> is being left in i just saved you <laughs> i got too big of a laugh to be left out <laughs> thanks for listening everyone <laughs> see thanks, you guys. in two weeks bye